Today's opening quote is, live the life that people write novels about. I saw that somewhere on Instagram. Hello, good people. How are you? This is Sharon Harris from the Hot Foot Rome's podcast. I hope you're well. It's been an adventurous week for me. But before I mention any of that adventure, this is part two of my conversation with Tammy Lynn Saunders, my mate who went traveling for five months and she took her children with her. So I was in conversation with her last week. It was a lengthy conversation, people. So I've made it a two-parter. So this week, we catch up with the rest of Tammy's travels, uh, catch up with her kids too. So that's good. But yeah, before I get onto that episode, it's been a busy week for me. So what have I been up to? I went to the World Travel Show. About a week ago, I keep calling it the World Travel Show. It might have a different name. That's why I call it. In London, it was at the Excel Centre. All countries from around the world were there, showcasing their wares and their bits and bobs. Lots of networking, lots of social media influencers, and it was really good. It was quite overwhelming, actually, because I didn't expect it to be that big. I don't know if you know London's Excel Centre. If you do. You know how big that place is. This event took over the entire Excel, upstairs and down. Place was heaving with people. I mean, heaving, man. Heaving. Um, and I didn't actually get to see everything because on Monday was more like a trade day. So I decided I wasn't going to go. And then when the Wednesday, I had another event to go to. Um excuse me, I had another all-day conference to go to, actually, and I'll talk about that in a minute. And so my only day was the Tuesday, and I could have really done with going on day two also. But yeah, networked, met quite a few cool people. Um, I drank lots of cocktails that I came across at the British Virgin Island stand. That was cool. Made a friend, you know, as you do. And... uh, yeah, just met loads of good people, went to a networking session about women in travel and met some really good, really cool ladies actually doing some really good things, you know, some stuff around kind of sustainable travel, some stuff around um, encouraging more black women to travel. Uh, One lady is setting up a travel brand around halal travel, which I'd never actually heard of. I mean, it makes total sense, obviously, but I had never heard of that. And she said, yeah, it's quite a big deal. She's a Muslim woman, so it's definitely something that um, speaks to her. And she travels with her family. So, you know, she's looking into making it much more accessible and encouraging other kind of uh, accommodation providers, etc., to really encompass those who are traveling. Hello. I thought that was amazing. So swap details and stuff like that did all of that. I should have really had their details to hand so that I could have mentioned their handles on my podcast. I'm sorry, ladies. I didn't didn't actually think about that until I just started talking. And I thought, uh-oh, I should have mentioned you by name. Don't worry. I will mention you on my Instagram, won't I? 
So, um, yeah, that's been what else I go to. Yeah, um, I went to a conference called the Rain Summit. Uh, that's radio and audio industry networking or network. That was quite interesting. So I went as a podcaster because that's who I am. And um, I met a couple other people that were podcasting and there was literally only a couple of us. But this conference was really aimed at those who are um, industry leads. So people who are are leads in marketing for BBC and other types of organisations, DAX, uh, DAX Audio, um, people who are leads within sales, people who are leads within advertising, people who are leads within technology and how that's influencing the audio digital environment. And there was um, a couple of elements on the day summit about podcasting. So obviously that's what piqued my interest. Um, yes, the summit was quite interesting as a whole day, but there were parts of it that were just like, wah, 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 wah. so I was only interested in the podcasting bits, which were really cool, actually. Now, if you follow me on Instagram, you would know that a couple months ago I had applied for um, Spotify had a podcasting boot camp for new podcasters. So those who are new to podcasting, sorry, I'm recording with my earrings in again. I can hear it knocking on the headphones. I just took those out. So sorry. So yeah, I applied for the Spotify boot boot camp um, thingy me bob and submitted an application. I had literally got it like the day before, not the day before the deadline. Didn't realize it was the day before the deadline. A friend of mine sent in WhatsApp. I'm like, yeah, cool, man. I'm going to submit. And I was out raving one day, came in about quarter to midnight. Something said, let me just check the deadline. Fuck, did you say midnight? God damn. So I submitted an application. It went through. They confirmed they received it. They kept me in the loop about what was happening, blah, blah, blah. So obviously I made it. Um, And then I got an email saying, thanks, but no thanks. We won't be proceeding with your application. I'm like, oh, okay, cool, fair enough. At the RAIN Summit, I happened to meet one of the, one of the, I guess you call her coaches, one of the podcast coaches was on the panel. I'm like, hey, okay. So I had to just corner her at the, you know, after the talk and go, okay, so what's the deal, lady? Because like I applied for that thing and my application was rejected. What's the story? And she's like, to be honest, I was only in the final stages of the shortlisting. I wasn't involved in the bigger, bigger pool of shortlisting. I didn't see that. So it was only when it, I was only involved in those whittling down to the last 10. I was like, okay, fair enough. I'll accept that. So as I said, did lots of networking, met loads of people. Um, there is a quite lengthy post on my Instagram about it. Um, check it out. However, so fast forward now, uh, a few days later, maybe a week later, and I went to um, I went to an event at the British Library hosted by Hay House. Hay House are a book publisher. They specialize in a lot of kind of, excuse me, spirituality, mysticism, you know, um, kind of uh, self-development type books. 
So I went to a talk about kind of increasing diversity in that arena of writing. And, you know, did a bit of networking, asking a few questions. And a lady, oh, I can plug her. She is at Soul Mama Coach on Instagram, at Soul Mama Coach. Oh, Soul Mama. She said, yeah, you know, I've got a podcast coming up. I've got an idea for podcasts. This is what I'm working on, yada, yada, yada. Uh, her thing is about parenting um, and children from a spiritual perspective. I'm like, oh, that sounds good. Oh, podcast. My ears peak up. She says, yeah, I just completed the Spotify boot camp. Like, excuse me, what? Just completed the Spotify boot camp week and, you know, da-da-da, was selected, da-da-da, round of applause. I'm like, hey, we need to speak, lady. So I spoke to her afterwards and started picking her brain like, because I applied for that and I want to know why my application was rejected. And she was like, well, you know what? To be honest, it's like all of us, the 10 of us that were shortlisted, none of us had a podcast. We all had the idea, but no one was really working. And she goes, well, it seems like you don't really need it because you're obviously got your podcast going. So, you know, you didn't need it. And I'm like, yeah, but, you know, they said people who are new to podcasting, whether you've got one or not, I'm new. Clearly, I'm not that new in their eyes. But anyway. So I've been to a couple other stuff. I've been doing a lot of kind of networking, personal development, a lot of workshoppy type of stuff since I got off the plane and landed back in this city. So that's what I've been doing. I've just been literally a magnet for information and a magnet to and for people. Um, it's been quite useful, actually. Um, just got to apply it a lot more. But, you know. On with today's episode. So, people, I had to sort of not re-record the intro, but update the intro. Okay, so this is this is really the latest. So, this podcast episode is like a week's behind schedule. Okay. And the reason for that, uh, uh, other than the procrastinating, but the reason for that is actually I had lost on two occasions large bulks of audio. And I have been super pissed off because of it. So the first time I lost some audio because of the beloved Anchor app, let me not curse them too hard because they are hosting this podcast still. But yeah, I did get into it with them, and they lost 47 minutes of the interview I had with Tammy. And I'm sure I mentioned that in the first part, this two-parter. So the second time now, I've like gone back to Tammy, and I've said, oh, hi, Tam, you know, lost some audio. I really lost that juicy bit, that part of the story you was telling me, oh, She's like, don't worry. I said, um, do you mind sending me like a 10-minute synopsis and I'll just add it on because we already recorded like a couple of hours. So, you know, I can't make it too much longer. She said, don't worry. But last time she was super-duper generous and sent me another hour-plus audio to my phone. For some strange reason... I received a WhatsApp message, but my phone said, not today, and the audio was lost. 
So I can't go back to her and request the audio again. I just can't do that. So in this episode, yes, it is a full hour plus of more convo. So you don't really know what's missing. Thank God. But some stuff, what is missing that I talked about is the fact that her kids were going to feature on the episode. And there's no kids. Okay, I'm sorry. I had to tell you, I had to let you down. I'm really sorry. And it hurt my feelings because I really wanted, I really wanted the episode to be a certain way and it just didn't transpire. And like I said, audio got lost twice and I was just like, seriously? For fuck's sake, man. My first interview and it was it was a bit of it was a bit of hard work. It was a bit challenging. And then the kind of technical stuff just made it all the more annoying. But super grateful to Tammy for being my first guest on the Hot Foot Rooms podcast and super grateful for her to even attempt to send me the audio again. But as I said, somehow my phone said not today and it ain't available. It ain't in the message. It's not in no backup. I didn't move it anywhere. I didn't accidentally delete it. No, I just went back to the message and he's telling me that this information is no longer available. I'm like, um, how is that possible? But it's happened. So the episode is as it is, like I said. Sorry, but I hope you enjoy. So after San Francisco, where did you go after that? So after San Francisco, we... This was the bit when I was supposed to fly to Trinidad Carnival. Oh, right. But my getting to... So basically, it would have been about eight... About the equivalent of £60 to get to LA and then... Oh, £60 to get to Florida, Mm -hmm. Miami, and then £60 to get to Trini. That's how cheap it is coming in from that side. The issue I had was I would have to bring the kids um, or it was the getting out. Do you see what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, I needed to work on a faster schedule so that I would have been at least have done America and Miami before I went to Trinidad okay. to fit with my plans. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I would have had to flew to Trin- fly to Trinidad and then stay in the West Indies and do the whole West Indies. Because there's no point flying into Trinidad and then coming back out to America. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. So in the end, um, I decided, no, I was going to miss out. Because these are the sacrifices as a parent you have to make. Yeah. <laughs> and um, so I... Are you still there? Yeah. yeah so I, I went to uh, LA. I took kids to LA. We went to see some basketball um, and stuff like that. Just hung out in LA. So we drove, we drove down to LA, which was lovely. I've never done that route. I've only done the route from San Francisco to uh, Vegas. Okay. And how long was that drive? So that's the Pacific Sea. And actually, if you do the coast and you go down to the beaches, you see some amazing, like, beach life. So we saw, um, you know, shells the size of our hands and stuff like that, you know. Wow. There's sea lions and seals all along that coast. Obviously, there's sharks, great white sharks out there. So I ain't going swimming, but it's too cold to swim in that sea anyway. Lots of surfers. It's nice. Oh, so we went so we went down past, I think, uh, Miami. Mm, 
Venice Beach, was it? I can't remember which one it was that I really liked. So, you know when you got those really nice beach houses? Yeah. So we stayed in uh, one of my friends, one of those. It's gorgeous. And, uh, you know, yeah, it's just, I've got quite a few friends out there that live on that coast. Nice. So it's the type of place where you think, yeah, if I was rich, I'd own a house there. I don't think I could live in that house all year, though. Part of the year, of course. You've got to be rich enough that that's just one of your houses that you own. Yeah, so... But yes, yeah, so we did LA, then we um, flew over to Orlando. Um, I think, ah, oh, that's it. I've done Disney with my kids. So we, I just take my kids to Disney downtown. Oh, yeah. And we just do the, all the shops and stuff like that. Because to be honest, when we was in LA, we went to Magic Mountain, mm-hmm. uh, Six Flags. Oh, yeah. It was awesome. Yeah, I would say Six Flags is better for rides than any of the Disneys and things like that. I've already done Disney and all of that in both in San Diego, LA and Florida. Do you see what I mean? When Tyler was younger. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I'm not going through that hell again. Um, (laughs) It's expensive. Yeah. And crowded, right? So yeah, I just, it was Tyler's birthday. So um, so we went, yeah, we went Orlando. She wanted to do Disney. So I said, let's just do downtown Disney and use the money we would have spent in Disney so you can buy what you want. So she ended up in uh, Sephora buying Rihanna makeup for her birthday. She buys her Disney ears. You know, you've got all the same shops as what you've got in Disney. So, you know, they can buy it. It's cheaper, right? What, downtown? Yeah. Yeah, no, you've got, you've definitely got Disney malls and outlet stores that you can go to if you want cheap Disney stuff. My kids more just like the shopping experience that comes with Disney. Mm -hmm. There's no point me paying to go in the park and then go on the rides. You know, like you might do the main, you know, the elephant ride in Disney when they're when they're five, you know, yeah, take them to Disney when they're my, this age. They're not the elephant ride's not going to do nothing for them. <laughs> <laughs> you just do it. Like, no, I want to go shopping, mum. And my kids don't do Harry Potter or anything like that. So then, you know, there's not much other than going in and taking some photos in Disney. There's no point in going in there. But the good thing for parents to know is you can actually, in Florida, take your kids to downtown Disney. You can eat there. You can you can do everything. You know, you can go to the shops, spend your money on some gifts for them. But wise in America, I would say, uh, what did we go to? Forever 21. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got uh, Walmart. I mean, Walmart. That's the thing. When you go to America, you just want to eat, don't you? Oh, uh, yeah. So much food. And did you guys indulge food-wise? Food-wise, yeah. Yeah, so the main place we stayed was um, in Miami. Once I got to Miami, we stayed quite a while. Um, some Quite a few friends over there. Although I booked somewhere else because I, I wanted my kids that, you know, to have, like, a place they could just chill for a little while. Um, but Miami Beach, I've never been to Miami Beach before, um, and I love it. That was just one of the great beaches. Lots of gays there. Lots of gays. Oh, okay. Um, so the gay people did love it there. But, you know, I could kind of talk to the kids about that side of stuff. Mm-hmm. If they saw some gay people, they weren't like horrified or anything. <laughs> Mommy, why is a man kissing a man? You know, like, yeah, that's 
that's the side of it. But, you know, because there was a big gay festival there, but it was only up, like, one side of the beach. Okay. Um, which was, I thought was good, because then you could still, but Riley did see a man in a tutu and look at me a bit confused. He's <laughs> <laughs> young. Yeah, no, but I don't, I don't really overly talk that stuff. My kids haven't been around that. Okay. So they don't, that's not to be, you know, wouldn't want to offend anybody, but it's, yeah, my children don't, you know, they're not really around that. So they would have questions, I would uh-huh. say. Uh-huh. So that, that Tyler's a bit older, so he understands it. Riley haven't, you know, he doesn't really see that. Um, so, yeah, the, you know, we stayed near the beach, which wasn't away from the festival that was there. Um, and the kids are great. They're just swimming and they'll be swimming out at sea and there'll be dolphins jumping past them and stuff. So, yeah, it was really nice beach. So nice. Go to Miami, always go to Miami Beach. There's plenty of places to eat. And yes. One of my favourites. So, where did I do? I'm trying to think. What did... Oh, in Miami, the other thing is, so we went to Liberty. Have you ever heard of Liberty in Miami? Do you Liberty rest- City? Yeah. Yeah. I've never been, but I have heard of it. I've been to Miami a couple of times. I've not been to Liberty City, but I do know of it. If I'm going to Miami, I'm going to go to the ghetto sites as well. That, that is the hood. Yeah, I, I don't mind in Miami because mm-hmm. I know enough about it. In LA, I don't really mess about. Mm-hmm. I'm Oakland sort of places, you know, Compton or whatever. Um, the Miami, we went, you basically go to these flea markets and then the good thing is, is we get to go and shop around where we would usually shop. So I would say it like, oh, if tourists came to, if my friends come to England, they'd be like, oh, I tell them these are the tourist places to go. But hey, if you want to go shopping, mm-hmm. you know, go down to Shepherd's Bush Market, go yep. here. You know, you tell them like the local places. Um, yeah, you can go Westfield to the mall. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there's other places where you can go and get our kind of food and our kind of um, stuff. So wherever there's a Martin Luther King drive, you will really find... It's always ghetto, though, isn't it? Yeah. It is. <laughs> <laughs> and I know King must be unhappy about that, but it is always the case. It's, it's his people. I went, I, we went around the area where I think it was uh, Trayvon Martin was shot. Um, you know, there were some things we got to, to, to see so that I could talk to the children. Uh Liberty was good, great shopping, uh, food. You know, you can just, they just got, you know, like the Brixton market used to be. Yeah. Food in there. I found a place that did Guyanese food. Nice. And I, I was hiring a pickup truck at that stage. So we had an open back pickup truck. I would let the kids sit in the back of it while I drive, we drive about. Nice. You know, you've got your front seats, then you've got the back seats as well. Yeah. And a pickup truck at the back. How I drove that is, it's got beepers and it's got rear reversing cameras. Wow. <laughs> well, that's a saving grace. Yeah, you can see on the screen the cameras turn on whenever you've got it in reverse. Otherwise, it was the size of a truck. I think so. It was nice because the kids could just sit in the back of the pickup and just eat, and we could just you know do our thing. Um, and where was it? The bit that I went to that was quite interesting. Um, I'm just trying to think. Oh yeah. So one of the flea markets, so if you look up the flea markets when you're in Miami, that's where you're going to go to these proper markets where you can get all your tattoos, you can get your grills. None of these things I'm going there for. <laughs> Somebody um, might. They're trying on wigs. 
like this is proper ghetto love it <laughs> so um obviously a little bit dangerous but you know so and then through through one of my friends that i know um we were talking to some guy i've got i've got the most amazing picture because i was saying to the guys now florida's gun uh laws are very mm-hmm. open most of my friends that i know that live in america um are yeah. gun and have a handgun for protection and believe me when this is what people don't seem to understand if you lived in a country as big as america where it's got some very remote areas drive around america at night you know out of town and you will see how isolated mm-hmm. it is you go you know it's this is what a lot of people don't understand about american guns they have to have them it's not like england it's a lot lot bigger um and if you you don't you know you've got to think think about my daughter she was yeah. going out i've said it's not it's more a case of the other idiots out there that could have okay. guns if my friends i mean they teach their kids from age eight they haven't done the shooting wow we eight yeah but these these guys grew up in gangs some of the guys that i know um but they are, these are black. So when they say, oh, it's the white people have got their kids down the shooting ranges learning to shoot, no, trust me, these. But these guys, number one, they, the reason I went to one of flea markets is someone wanted to buy, get hold of a gun license. So they have, uh, see the same way we could get a dodgy MOT certificate. Mm-hmm. You can get a gun license. But the guys I know, if you've held a, a gun license for a certain amount of time, without no issues you can progress then after five years to get in because i was saying to the guys you lot haven't got automatic weapons on license have you so you know like at least you know essentially and they were like yeah and they just pulled them out of their backpacks what license this was the thing i even i didn't know about was that in places like florida for sure if you've held a semi-automatic license for a certain amount of time, like five years, with no problems, you can then apply for your license to get a full automatic weapon. Yeah. Jeez. So they, the guy was telling me, I mean, this is a thing, is that I wanted my children to, to, you know, although those guys are not directly my friends, through my friends, they yeah. know them. And, you know, I wanted my children to see that side of it, um, to have, to be aware of that when you're in Miami, yeah. And they were telling me about what they keep it because they're they, they say they're rappers. I know it's on their rap. This is mixtape underground <laughs> rapping. It's a bedroom rap, yeah. Okay. Gold patty wearing their two pack shirts. And I was just like, um, and they keep the guns for protection. And I was like, what do you need for protection? They were like, nah, he my mate had to have a shoot out the other week. Some guy come to try and rob his gold. I was like, why would somebody come at him knowing full well he has guns, do you know what I mean, and try to steal his gold? And they had a shootout in the car park. Yeah, with machine guns. I was like, really? You wasn't there, right? Okay. No, no. Trying to say to me that this, they carry the guns because they do need them. Because I was saying, oh, you carry the gun, you keep the guns and whatever and bring up your children to America to shoot for protection. But you don't have to use them. You see what I mean? And if you don't have to, why do you need to keep them? And they were like, no, we do use them. <laughs> so I was like, really? <sighs> but the guys are licensed gun 
you know, this, you know, right to stand my ground and stuff all, all like that in mm-hmm. Florida. So after the guy had left, the guy who's trying to rob him, the police turned up and obviously he's got licensed guns. He's allowed to shoot them to protect himself. So he wasn't in trouble for having that shootout. That's why they're allowed to have guns. But to, do you see what I mean? That side of America is just like, Madness. oh my goodness. Can you imagine we just go to Sainsbury's car park and someone tries to rob us and we can like get a gun out and shoot at them and have a shoot up in the car park. And when the police arrive, we're not That's even in just trouble. Madness. That's madness. Because we've got a gun license. So yeah, it, that side of America, I was really pleased my children got to, um, even though those guys are like, yeah, link to me on Instagram. I was like, no. <laughs> For real? No. Yeah, yeah, I'll do it later. <laughs> no. I like, I don't want no you don't want no affiliation, my... babe. None at all. They... Darren, they have got, their Instagrams are full of guns. That's what they showed me. They were like, yeah, look at my boy at the shooting range. I just, they were like, what's your Instagram handle? I was like, no. Nah. <laughs> oh, I can't remember. <laughs> but my friends that live out there, they know these guys. Do you know what I mean? They don't, you know, it's, it's you, you know, there is a whole gang life out there. And I would say it's not how it's portrayed on TV. These guys are family orientated. Do you know what I mean? They're not, they carry guns for protection. And you would say, oh, why do you need that level of protection? Well, if you've got money, then stupid people try to rob you with a gun. Mm -hmm. Yeah? So hopefully that might help explain um, a little bit about guns. And I'd say until someone's been and actually seen it, then you can't really judge it. True, true. That's Miami, right? So what did you go? Because I know you were in the Caribbean. Did you go to the Caribbean? Yeah, so now we get to the Caribbean. So I'm thinking, oh, we're going to go to the West Indies. And then I see £65 tickets to Bahamas. From my oh, team. yeah, because it's super duper close. It's on the doorstep. Yeah. Like Bahama Air, 60, it couldn't have £65 a ticket. I was like, you know what? And then I checked to see if I could get out. Because sometimes the tickets in are cheap and the getting out isn't. So I was like, I booked that. Went to Bahamas. Um, stayed... In, I went over the hill, so it was over the hill in Bahamas, stayed in an apartment with the mm-hmm. kids. It was great again. The great thing was when we landed, the kids just straight away went, they were just like, and Riley goes to me, Mum, I love it. And <laughs> <laughs> oh, where in the Bahamas did you go to? Which one of the islands? Uh, we were on, I think it's the main Bahamas island. Grand Bahamas. It's not Grand Bahamas. Yeah, I think it is Grand Bahamas, the main one. Or you were in Nassau, the capital? No, we were from the... Yeah, Nass- Nassau. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that one. But there's other, lots of other like, yes. islands. We were in the main one. We went to the main Bahamas. Um, I don't know. I think it's called Bahamas, isn't it? Grand Bahamas. I think it's called. That sounds really silly. <laughs> <laughs> I went there. You were in the Bahamas. You spent two weeks in the Bahamas. Yeah, we were only supposed to be there a week, but um, I ended up missing a flight out there. And, uh, they have to sit <laughs> the best of us. Yeah, but um, that was due to the fact, so basically when I went to Bahamas, I took a certain amount of money out before I went, expecting to have to use my cards over there. When I got there, I could not use my cards at all. Oh. So usually if I can't use my cards in one cash machine, I go to a next one and a next one. And eventually I'll find a cash machine where I can use my cards. Could not use my cards at all. So I was, once my money ran down, 
the only way in the end I had to use MoneyGram to send money to myself. Oh. Yeah, and oh, I won't even go into it. But yeah, like I said, one of the worst bits about traveling the world was the whole issue of getting my money out. Um, so it meant that when I went to go in the morning before we were supposed to fly out to go to Jamaica, I went to go and get a MoneyGram order so that we'd have enough money. I then, when I went to get that money grand order, you're not allowed to send money to yourself. So I, money grand caught up with that after about six or seven times I've okay. done it. And then it just blacklisted Shit. me. So the money I put down to send to myself, which was my last bit of money, I couldn't actually get out. It was like, you have to wait five days for a refund. And I was just like, shit, I've got a flight to catch and a taxi to get. And it just all went wrong. So I only missed the flight by half an hour. If the woman weren't such a bitch at the counter, mm-hmm. she could have got on it. I spent about 15 minutes speaking to her. And then I said, right, give me the flight manager. I put him on the phone. She spoke to him first. And when she was speaking to him, I should have just took the phone off of her. Because some computer says no people. Mm-hmm. You know, even if they ring through to the manager, they will talk it yep. down. So after another 15 minutes, I must have wasted about half an hour I just said, ring him up again. I spoke to him. I explained the situation because I'd already booked accommodation where we were going that I couldn't obviously get that money back as well. And I explained it to him and he said, all right, we'll let you through. Do you see what I mean? Put the woman back on the phone and she refused to um, do it. (sighs) Even though she had no right to. Um, Yeah, it was just... And then eventually when I did fly out of Bahamas, my flight was delayed seven hours. Can you believe that? So... and. I know they were sitting on the tarmac <laughs> while they, the pla- they, were, they hadn't even boarded the plane when I was standing there arguing, saying, let me get on the flight. Do you see what I mean? But it's sometimes when you're dealing with West Indian countries, this is what I was going to say. As a West Indies, there's a whole Indo, um, Indo-Caribbean, Afro-Caribbean issue mm-hmm. that you come across. Um, and I get it. I can sense it. Do you see what I mean? So, so yeah, we did Bahamas. Bahamas, I would say, right, so Atlantis, very expensive. The cheapest way to do Atlantis is to um, book okay. one of the hotels. But I'm so cheap, I wasn't prepared to even do that because I had an apartment booked. Um, so I basically, you just, I was like, I said to people, I said, this is, like, this is like Jamaica, right? In Jamaica, I can go and I can hustle. I was like, where's the hustlers? And eventually, they, we managed to find someone who would... They were gonna to go do a ticket. It was still something like hundred dollars. Wow. Um, even a ticket on the sly, you'd only save about fifty dollars per person. And then I was like, I don't even want to do tickets. And the guy was like, Well, I could just sneak you in with no armband. And if they catch you, just say, Oh, oh Atlantis is um you know, one of Bahamas's premier hotels, right? Yeah, it's more okay. to do with their water park. Yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. that whole thing so so yeah we went in so with that they just there's you go around the back and then some guy was all speech and some girl at the gate you know with the barrier I was just sitting there looking out the window the other way thinking because he's all like yeah yeah I might come back and get your number later I'm all thinking he's got me sitting in the front of his car and people all in the back and he's chirping the girl to get us in the place <laughs> <laughs> girl looked up the barrier I was like I know. I, was just, I must be thinking, who's that girl sitting next to you? 
But um, got us in, and then once you get dropped off to the hotel, it's kind of like, yeah, we know how to just hustle. And um, I just, like, if you just, most places, if you just walk yep. like you're supposed to be there, no one will ever ask any questions. So, um, but to be honest, I would not have paid, I think it was something like $150 per ticket or a bit more. I would not have, I would have been gutted if I'd have wow. paid that to go in there. Do you know what I mean? That's just to the water park. They got the tube that you go under the tube through the water where mm-hmm. there's sharks around you and stuff like that. You know, it's just one of those world famous kind of things. I was like, well, we're here. We should do it. Um, so I was happy to hustle my way and get in there. We thought that was hilarious. Um, and then you do the pictures, you know, with the backdrop of the, because it's got like two yes, twin towers type things. Everybody can recognise um, Atlantis. But funny enough, in, in Bahamas, near where I was staying over the hill, there was a beach. I can't remember the name of it. But when you look on Google Maps, right, they make the beach look dusty. Yeah, because it's not the tourist beaches. Do you see what I mean? Near the Atlantis and all that side. We went to that beach, and I swear, out of all the beaches I've been to on this one world around the world trip, that was wow. the most beautiful beach I've ever seen. Yet, when you look at the picture on Google Maps, they make the beach look dusty. Yeah, the beach was you know, mm-hmm. really shallow, so we could just lie down in the water with see-through water all around us, yeah, drinking beers, because I think we went on a Sunday. Do you know what I mean? And it, it was like, it was just... And that shallowness was like four wow. miles. Wow. That's how beautiful it was. So the kids could just go play. They were over by some rocks finding starfish, you know, and the, the fish that... Because it's quite shallow, the fish will stay nice. near the rocks. You could just go under the water and fill the fish with like a snorkel mask on. Because um, obviously, it's, if they swim out from that rock, <laughs> they've got a mile to go before they get to deep water. So they're just staying by the rock. Because wow. <laughs> um, I think they've been, I think they've been a hur- hurricane or something before, a week before. There was we a hurricane? Yeah, there was a week before we had arrived, actually, because. The ice, we were still looking at some of the oh. damage of it. So when I first arrived, the hotel that I stayed in, I stayed in a really nice hotel. I think I used Airbnb for that one. So I didn't use Airbnb a lot. I mainly used, um, what's that other one called? Oh, I can't even remember it. Let me just see. I might still have it on my phone. What's the main one you use when you're Hotels.com. Hotels. Yeah. No, I don't oh, use Booking.com. Bookings.com. Mm-hmm. Bookings.com. Yeah, Bookings, Bookings.com is the mm-hmm. main thing I booked with. Um, there was a couple of other apps that I used in different areas, but generally Bookings.com, and I really didn't use Airbnb because I thought I would use Airbnb. That was what was surprising. What made me. you not use it so much? I, I didn't feel confident in okay. what I was booking. Because they contacted me to do like a review of why I'd stopped using them. Because it was more that, um, you know, when you do the listing and then you've got the cleaning charge mm-hmm. and then all of this. I didn't like that side of it. I, I only want to book apartments, you know. I, yeah. Hotels, for ho- you know, I use bookings.com or I'm booking apartments. I don't want to 
do anything yeah. around in people's houses. Totally. Does that make sense? That's me personally. I know there's a market mm-hmm. for that, but that's not me. Um, so we did um, Bookings.com mainly. I don't know if I got a discount off them or something. But yeah, the so the first hotel I stayed in, I, I found a hotel and I think I've used Airbnb for that. And that's where I think Airbnb can be good. And we were right, our room was nice. right in the seafront. So you could look out of our room and see the sea. And I'd only booked that at the beginning before then I, w- I wanted to take the kids to the more, you know, local native kind of area. But it was nice. That one had a nice pool and all of that stuff. So we had, it's nice to experience, you experience both sides of those kind of countries. Do the touristy bit and then go over the hill. And get <laughs> over the hill. Um, and just get your dollar cabs about. Yeah. So I could just get on a dollar cab and go where I wanted. So Bahamas, so when we eventually left Bahamas, we went to Jamaica, but we went, we only stayed in Jamaica, I think it was uh, two nights okay. in the end. Yeah. We were, we were on Kingston side, and I've, I've been to Jamaica before. I don't need to, you know, mm-hmm. do Jamaica. Um, we just stayed, like, near the, near where we were staying. Do you see what I mean? There wasn't... I would love to have gone up into the Blue Mountains and stuff like that, but to be honest, it just wasn't... It just wasn't yeah. the right time. Do you see what I mean? So we did Jamaica, then we flew to Trinity. No, it was it was my flight out that I had to get. Basically, mm-hmm. you know, I missed the flight. The original flight that I was getting, we were going to be going okay. to Trinidad. But when I missed that flight, the next flight that they put me on, because basically I had to speech them to put me on the next flight. And they're saying, oh, because you missed the flight, you got to pay £50 a ticket and all of this stuff. Do you know what I mean? And I'm trying to tell them I'm not even paying that. <laughs> so, yeah, because, like, you know, they could have let me on that flight. So... You know, you know, basically how yep. slow these countries are. You know, as soon as you get to West Indies, these flights aren't taking off on time. I, and that's what I said. I've got on Caribbean Airlines before. Got to the airport thinking, oh, I've definitely missed this flight. And they still let you on. So it all just depends who's working in the... Mm-hmm. And who you desk. speak to. Mm. And if that person's like... What she today? I was like, I'm traveling with, exactly. I'm traveling with two children. Do you know what I mean? We're a family and stuff. And she just had some kind of bitterness <laughs> about me. Because most people would be like, oh, you've got your children, of course. That means you've bought, you've bought four tickets? Yeah, we're going to do everything we can to get you on this flight. Um, the problem was the next that company didn't have a flight out until four days later. And that was the biggest problem for me. I then had to, the people whose apartment I was renting wasn't oh. available. So I had to run around trying to find somewhere else to, to rent. In Bahamas, yippee. So, um, the went to Jamaica. So, by the time I got to Jamaica, I just really wasn't, you know what I mean? You were in I the weren't mood. in no touristy mood. Yeah, and I didn't plan to go to Jamaica either. Do you see what I mean? We were, that was just so we went to Jamaica. From Jamaica, we then waited for the next flight to get to Trinidad. Then we went to okay. Barbados. Because once we got to Trinidad, I was just like, we hit Trinidad, we stayed in Trinidad for one day, flew to. Barbados, and then I spent my month in Barbados for a month. Ooh, so. that's nice. No, because at that point, like I said, I just wanted to just chill. Barbados is my favorite Caribbean island of where I can relax and just walk about, get on the yeah. bus, and do what I want. You know, I don't, I don't uh-huh. worry in Barbados. 
I mean, while we were out there on the high street, I didn't, I wasn't, didn't see it, but I was in town that day. Um, a man killed his wife, well, killed his girlfriend in front of their two children. Shit. So it's quite, you do get, in, mm-hmm. that's a domestic gone really wrong. And even the Bayesian people were shocked, um, which is why they didn't realise they were having an argument on the street, but they didn't realise that the guy was going to actually pull a knife and, and stab her up. Do you see what I mean? Because most people would mm-hmm. have usually intervened before it got to that. So that was in the news when we were out there. Um, but I think I think in Jamaica and places like that, most of that stuff mm-hmm. is domestic. Okay. So uh, I think the woman had left the guy or whatever, and the guy had just gone nuts. But other than that, you're quite. I think you're quite safe in Bobo. Lovely. Go ahead. You can just, yeah, and the, you got you got um, you know you got public beaches in. Barbados, where you can just leave your bags near the bars and stuff like that, or set up whatever. You don't have to hire the. I don't hire the, mm-hmm. you know, the lounges. Um, but you can still use the bars and the facilities and the Wi-Fi and everything like that. So, I, Barbados is great for that. Whereas in Jamaica, I'm not leaving my nope. bag on the public beach. Do you bring a bag on the public? With the amount of hustlers. They're going to be hustling me to get my hair plaited, buy some weird yeah. this, that, this, and that. So, I that's why when we was in Kingston, it's like there's no really, you know, there's nowhere where we're really going to go stay and enjoy it while we wait to fly out. Um, the um, you got to pay for a hotel beach in in Jamaica. Do you see what I mean? Even if it's not your hotel, you just give the beach people twenty dollars or whatever on a hustle, and they let they give you an armband to use the beach all day because I used to do that that's my normal stay in Jamaica I would usually somewhere like the Renaissance Grand okay. or something like that I'll just pay the bar and they just give you free drinks nice. all day and you get to use yeah even if you're not staying at a hotel you can still do a deal with the bar people so, but so you did a whole month in Barbados you relaxed and chilled you took in the site. So after Barbados, where did you go after that? Did you come back to UK? Yeah, so it was coming up to May. So we then did, I did, oh no. So what, no, that wasn't it, sorry. <laughs> we then flew from Barbados uh-huh. back to Trinidad. Yeah. Because basically it was either I was going to leave the kids in Barbados. Basically, we I was going to take oh, the children yeah. to Guyana. Wait. But um, mm-hmm. Guyana is a, mm-hmm. quite poor. And stuff like that. Um, we decided to just go as adults. Um, so I took, I think this was coming up near my birthday or just around about, or my birthday was going to be in the month of May. So it's kind of like for my birthday present. It was the first time, it was something that I planned to do in traveling that I would be able to leave my children um, and I fly to a different country. Yeah, yeah. Does that make sense? Like I do the hop over, but they don't. Because I couldn't, the f- problem wasn't getting the children into Guyana. The problem was the level of hotel I would have to pay for to keep the children there, which meant I would have to book. They have got a nice hotel there now, though. They've got um, okay. the Marriott. So I had planned to go there for them, for us to stay in the Marriott, and then I could go about and do what I needed to do. Um, but the problem was one paying for the Marriott, 
for the amount of days we needed to go. And also the flight out was expensive. So going into the garden is not expensive flying out. Okay. So I managed to get a really cheap Liat flight for us to jump mm-hmm. over to Trinidad. So I said I was going to um, leave because I have uh, some friends in Trinidad. I said I'm going to leave them in Trinidad rather than Barbados. Um, and I just felt, I, for some reason, I just felt like Trinidad was closer. Um and then I would do the hop over from Trinidad to Guyana. So then we went Guyana, um, did what we... Oh, I went and did the waterfall nice. in Guyana. That was it. I always wanted to go to the um, waterfall in Guyana. So that was absolutely amazing. So we did... Um, you do like a small plane excursion. Yeah. So I booked that. And the thing is, they, they don't know if that flight is going to be taken off. They The flight only goes, because you know it's one of these little small planes. Have you ever been on no. those planes, Sharon? Depends on what small it is. Smallest I've been on is probably Leah, or um, a Chalks plane flying from Miami to Bahamas, but nothing smaller than that. Exactly. This one is like a proper small plane, so it, it seats about, like, I don't know, <laughs> 10 people. <laughs> the plane is so narrow. Like, you've got two seats on this side and one that side, yeah, and you're squeezing... Like most of the, when my, when I got on the plane, the back door, most of the people didn't even move to. They couldn't move forward because they couldn't get down the alleyway. It was so tight. So most people was was the back of the plane, yeah. And they'd already said to some other guy. Um, I see them say to some other guy, these two white guys going on the plane, yeah. I think they were white, yeah, but touristy, but. They'd said to one of them, do you want to go and sit in the front? Because the plane's so small, you're going to use the front seat as well. This is the front seat with the hand, Mm -mm, with the steering. mm -hmm. (laughs) So I was like, I can't, I saw that and I did, I'm thinking this, I'm I'm like risking my life as it is getting on a plane like this with a propeller, one propeller. That means one engine failure, not two. So I'm, I'm, when I see them saying about this boy going up the front, I just didn't even think, yeah? So when I get on now, because I'm slimmer, I'm thinking I'm going to go right to the front, you know, the seats behind the pilot, because all these other people is too big to squash up there. <laughs> yeah. and they were, I don't want the plane being all lopsided with all these people Damn. sitting towards the back. So, and the plane was only going to, the booking was only going to work if the plane is full. But I think what happens in the end, people book with different... Um, flight companies and then those flight companies work together to stick everybody on the same plane because fuel is really expensive in Guyana and stuff like that do you see what I mean to fly that plane and it's quite a distance that we're flying so and I must admit oh before I mentioned the Liat flight did I fly Liat or did I fly I can't remember what I flew but when I flew from Trinidad to Guyana this is how I know I was supposed to go from a spiritual point of view I saw my first 360-degree wow, rainbow. Wow, that's beautiful. I, oh, I, after we dived in Bar- Bar- Barbados, sorry, I'm jumping about now. When I went to Barbados, I, you, I don't know. Can I do that? Hey, on do you think? Sorry, Sharon. After uh-huh. our month in Barbados, I did say, right, when we get to Barbados, I want to uh-huh. take scuba diving. Barbados is the first place that I ever scuba dived. Um... And I 
as we walked to Brown's Beach, I said to the children, let's walk up and see if the same scuba dive place where I first scuba dived is. And we walked up and I like recognized it from the beach because it's one of those ones where the dive shack isn't on the beach. It's further back. So you have to carry your kit across oh. all the sand. Because when I first scuba dived, I was bitching about carrying my heavy tank. And I was just like, what kind of, you know, ghetto scuba dive place is this? You know, it's not like sand. <laughs> no, <it's not. laughs> and, but I love that scuba dive. But all the scuba dives I've done after that, I, that was my most favorite scuba dive ever. And it was the amount of fish I saw. So I said, I'm going to walk up there. The same dive shack is still there. And then that's when we were basically, I sussed it out. And um, they said that Riley's got to be 10 to scuba dive. And at that stage, Riley was still nine. Yeah. So, because Caribbean rules are a little bit more relaxed. And I was just like, oh. So then I, I left it, went back. And then when I went back, basically, because I scuba dive, I said, I want Riley to just practice with a kit. And he wasn't going to do a full dive. So I took... Um, this is where you put your full kit on with the mouthpiece. You do the training session and then you just go into the sea. Mm-hmm. You just walk into the sea, into it, you know, a cordoned off area and you just get to practice all your moves that you need to do for diving. And that was all that Riley was going to do and he was going to stay on the boat. Yeah. But when we then caught the boat out to the dive site, the other guy on the boat, we were all diving, including Tyler. But the other guy on the boat was doing training with another guy. So Riley would have been okay. the only boy on the boat. Because there was only two staff on the boat. Um, but she, the, my, the dive master diving with us, she wanted Riley to come down anyway. because And it was so sweet because she was trying to teach him how to take his mouthpiece out and put it back in when we did the shallow dive. And he couldn't do it because I'm his mum and I know how to teach him. Mm-hmm. I could actually show him and you press the button and I kept showing him like three or four times how to do it underwater and in Fantastic. the end he got it so she take him down and I kind of you know like I said I often put put it to God um and we were very fortunate to have a dive trip where it wasn't any more people and we had a dedicated dive master for the cost that, that is I paid quite special. brilliant so we arm locked with him the whole dive and Tyler stayed with me and um, my other friend dived in, um, and Tyler was all right. Do you know what I mean? Um, and yeah, we did. We went to forty meters. Um, there's about seven wrecks, all like in a big massive circle. And Riley was absolutely fine because you don't need to take your mouthpiece out and do all of that stuff. Do you know what I mean? Because I've, I'm a certified diver anyway. But as long as he can equalize with his, no, you know, his nose and stuff, we did fine. Um, Funny enough, it was we were then going to sixty foot, and Tyler was the one that actually got got a bit of an issue because she was following me. So when I dive, I can equalize. You see what I mean? So I can swim up and down and upside okay. down and do all kinds of things. And Tyler, I think Tyler was trying to keep up with me, so she got a kind of little bit of bubbles. So we couldn't take him to sixty foot, which I'm cool with. I weren't even going to take Riley down. <laughs> But then we could take them back up to the boat. And then because I'm certified, me and my friend could just go and do our dive that we wanted to do separate at 60. Um, and yeah, it was so Barbados. That was my highlight in Barbados, taking my children to the place I dived at. Wow, that's really special. 
fame dive site and everything and being being a mum this is before I ever had my children I dived there do you see what I mean and being now being a mum and taking my children down and they've got they've even got a phone at the bottom that you can pick up wow it wrecks and you pick it up yeah it's like all covered in coral and stuff but it's hilarious um Barbados is a fantastic place and a fantastic place to dive as well so um so where did I get to yes yeah, so when we came out the water in Barbados that was the first time I saw a 360 actually so remember I was just saying when I flew from Trinidad to Guyana yeah. I saw a 360 but when I came out it wasn't a clear clear 360 but as as we looked up we saw the circle of a 360 rainbow um which I think was a nice spiritual thing for me in terms of that I've come to this point with my own children and then when I flew to I don't know when you were traveling if you I've had those seen moments. A 360 rainbow. You know, where... <laughs> no, but you know, you had moments oh, spirit all day, every day. I had yeah. a lot of those moments and I was definitely yeah. protected and covered. And yeah, I had a lot of those moments. But, but so you did a whole month in Barbados. You relaxed and chilled. You took in the site. So after Barbados, where did you go after that? Did you come back to UK? Yeah, so it was coming up to May. So we then did, I did, oh no. So what, no, that wasn't it, sorry. <laughs> we then flew from Barbados uh-huh. back to Trinidad. Yeah. Because basically it was either I was going to leave the kids in Barbados. Basically, we I was going to take oh, the children yeah. to Guyana. Wait. But um, mm-hmm. Guyana is a, mm-hmm. quite poor. And stuff like that. Um, we decided to just go as adults. Um, so I took, I think this was coming up near my birthday or just around about, or my birthday was going to be in the month of May. So it's kind of like for my birthday present. It was the first time, it was something that I planned to do in traveling that I would be able to leave my children um, and I fly to a different country. Yeah, yeah. Does that make sense? Like I do the hop over, but they don't. Because I couldn't, the f- problem wasn't getting the children into Guyana. The problem was the level of hotel I would have to pay for to keep the children there, which meant I would have to book. They have got a nice hotel there now, though. They've got um, okay. the Marriott. So I had planned to go there for them, for us to stay in the Marriott, and then I could go about and do what I needed to do. Um, but the problem was one paying for the Marriott for the amount of days we needed to go. And also the flight out was expensive. So going into the garden is not expensive flying out. Okay. So I managed to get a really cheap Liat flight for for us to jump Mm -hmm. over to Trinidad. So I said I was going to um, leave because I have uh, some friends in Trinidad. I said I'm going to leave them in Trinidad rather than Barbados. Um, And I just felt, for some reason, I just felt like Trinidad was closer. Um, and then I would do the hop over from Trinidad to Guyana. So then we went Guyana, um, did what we... Oh, I went and did the waterfall nice. in Guyana. That was it. I always wanted to go to the um, waterfall in Guyana. So that was absolutely amazing. So we did... Um, you do like a small plane excursion. Yeah. So I booked that. And the thing is, they they don't know if that flight 
is going to be taken off. They the flight only goes because you know it's one of these little small planes. Have you ever been on no. those planes, Sharon? Depends on what small it is. Small I've been on is probably Leah or um, a chalks plane flying from Miami to Bahamas, but nothing smaller than that. Exactly, one is like a proper small plane, so it, it seats about like I don't know <laughs> ten people. <laughs> The plane is so narrow, like you've got two seats on this side and one that side, yeah, and you're squeezing. Like most of the, when my, when I got on the plane, the back door, most of the people didn't even move to, they couldn't move forward because they couldn't get down the alleyway. It was so tight. So most people was, was the back of the plane, yeah. And they'd already said to some other guy, um, I see them say to some other guy, these two white guys going on the plane, yeah. I think they were white. Yeah, but touristy. But they'd said to one of them, do you want to go and sit in the front? Because the plane's so small, you're going to use the front seat as well. This is the front seat with the hand, Mm -mm, with the steering. mm -hmm. (laughs) So I was like, I can't, I saw that. And I did, I'm thinking this, I'm I'm like risking my life as it is getting on a plane like this with a propeller, one propeller. That means one engine failure, not two. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, when I see them saying about this boy going up the front, I just didn't even think, yeah? So when I get on now, because I'm slimmer, I'm thinking I'm going to go right to the front, you know, the seats behind the pilot, because all these other people is too big to squash up there. <laughs> yeah. and they were, I don't want the plane being all lopsided with all these people Damn. sitting towards the back. So... And the plane was only going to, the booking was only going to work if the plane was full. But I think what happens in the end, people book with different um, flight companies and then those flight companies work together to stick everybody on the same plane. Because fuel is really expensive in Guyana and stuff like that. Do you see what I mean? To fly that plane. And it's quite a distance that we're flying. So, and I must admit, oh, before I mention, the Liat flight, did I fly Liat or did I fly? I can't remember what I flew, but when I flew from Trinidad to Guyana, this is how I know I was supposed to go from a spiritual point of view. I saw my first 360-degree wow, rainbow. that's beautiful. I, oh, I, after we dived in Bar- Bar- Barbados, sorry, I'm jumping about now. When I went to Barbados, I, you, I don't know, can I do that? Hey, on do you think? Sorry, Sham. After a month in Barbados, I did say, right, when we get to Barbados... I want uh-huh. to scuba diving. Barbados is the first place that I ever scuba dived. Um, and I, as we walked to Browns Beach, I said to the children, let's walk up and see if the same scuba dive place where I first scuba dived is. And we walked up and I like recognized it from the beach because it's one of those ones where the dive shack isn't on the beach. It's further back. So you have to carry your kit oh. across all the sand. Because when Scuba dived. I was bitching about carrying my heavy tank, and I was just like, "What kind of, you know, ghetto scuba dive place is this?" You know, not like sandals. <laughs> no, <it's not. laughs> and but I love that scuba dive. But all the scuba dives I've done after that, I, that was my most favourite scuba dive ever. And is the amount of fish I saw. So I said, "I'm going to walk up there. The same dive shack is still there." And then that's when we were basically. I sussed it out and um, they said that Riley's got to be 10 to scuba dive. And at that stage, Riley was still nine. Yeah. So, because Caribbean rules are a little bit more relaxed. And I was just like, oh, 
So then I, I left it, went back. And then when I went back, basically, because I scuba dive, I said, I want Riley to just practice with a kit. And he wasn't going to do a full dive. So I took, um, we. this is where you put your full kit on with the mouthpiece. You do the training session. And then you just go into the sea. Mm-hmm. You just walk into the sea. Into it, you know, a cordoned off area. And you just get to practice all your moves that you need to do for diving. And that was all that Riley was going to do. And he was going to stay on the boat. Yeah. But when we then caught the boat out to the dive site, the other guy on the boat, we were all diving, including Tyler. But the other guy on the boat was doing training with another guy. So Riley would have been okay. the only boy on the boat. Because there was only two staff on the boat. Um, but she, the, my, the dive master diving with us, she wanted Riley to come down anyway because... And it was so sweet because she was trying to teach him how to take his mouthpiece out and put it back in when we did the shallow dive. And he couldn't do it because I'm his mum and I know how to teach him. Mm-hmm. I could actually show him you this and you press the button and I kept showing him like three or four times how to do it underwater. And in Fantastic. the end, he got it. So she take him down and I kind of, you know, like I said, I often put, put it to God. Um. And we were very fortunate to have a dive trip where it wasn't any more people and we had a dedicated dive master for the cost that, that I paid. That is quite special. So we arm-locked with him the whole dive and Tyler stayed with me and um, my other friend dived in um, and Tyler was all right. Do you know what I mean? Um, and, yeah, we did. We went to 40 metres. Um, there's about seven wrecks all, like, in a big, massive circle. And Riley was absolutely fine because you don't need to take your mouthpiece out and do all of that stuff. Do you know what I mean? Because I've, I'm a certified diver anyway, but as long as he can equalize with his, no, you know, his nose and stuff, we did fine. Um, funny enough, it was, we were then going to 60 foot and Tyler was the one that actually got, got a bit of an issue because she was following me. So when I dive, I can equalize. Do you see what I mean? So I can swim up and down and, upside okay. down and all kinds of things and Tyler, I think Tyler was trying to keep up with me so she got a kind of little bit of bubbles so we couldn't take him to 60 foot which I'm cool with I weren't even going to take Riley down <laughs> but then we could take them back up to the boat and then because I'm certified me and my friend could just go and do our dive that we wanted to do separate at 60 um and yeah it was so Barbados that was my highlight in Barbados taking my children the place I dived at. Wow, that's really special. Same dive site and everything. And being being a mum, this is before I ever had my children that I dived there. Do you see what I mean? And being now being a mum and taking my children down and they've got they've even got a phone at the bottom that you can pick up. Wow. And you pick it up. Yeah, it's like all covered in coral and stuff, but it's hilarious. Um Barbados is a fantastic place and a fantastic place to dive as well so um so where did I get to yes yeah, so when we came out the water in Barbados that was the first time I saw a 360 actually so remember I was just saying when I flew from Trinidad to Guyana yeah. I saw a 360 but when I came out it wasn't a clear clear 360 but as as we looked up we saw the circle of a 360 rainbow um which I think was a nice spiritual thing for me in terms of that I've come to this point with my own children and then when I flew to I don't know when you were traveling if you I had those moments 360 rainbow you know, where... 
No, but you know, all day, every day. I had a lot of those moments, and I was definitely protected and covered. And yeah, I had a lot of those moments. Yeah. Yeah. So good, people. We've come to the end of the show. Thank you, one and all, for listening. You could be anywhere, but you chose to bring your listening ears to the Hot Foot Rose podcast. Thanks. So, yeah, I just want to say thanks for listening. Thanks to the people who actually subscribe and download. To those of you who subscribe, download. Thank you so much. Um, the episode didn't turn out the way I wanted it to, you know. It really didn't turn out exactly how I wanted it. But doesn't need to be perfect. It just needed to be finished. And I say all the time, you know, I don't know what I'm doing. So this is just a reflection of the fact that I don't know what I'm doing. So I hope you enjoyed it. Um, You can find the podcast on all platforms where podcasts are available. That's at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, CastBot, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Stitcher, Radio Public, TuneIn. And of course, Anchor. Now, you might not know half of those, but for those who do, I'm there. All you need to do is search Hotfoot Roams. I will turn up. Or shall I say, the Hotfoot Roams podcast turns up. So, yeah, um, listen on your favorite preferred app. Uh, download it. Like it comment, share, subscribe. And you can comment good, bad or ugly, you know. That's okay. I'll live. That's fine. Or you can, you know, if you're that type of person, you can send me an email. If there's something that I, that you want to hear me talk about that I haven't talked about yet, by all means, send me an email. And my email is hotfootroams at gmail.com. You can find me on Instagram at Hotfoot Roams, and on Twitter, and on Tumblr, and on YouTube. People, I just ask if you could just be kind. Don't cuss me. I'm just not, you know, I'm working on my social media presence, just not that good. So, you know, my Instagram's all right. You know, it's all right. It could be a bit more updated more frequently, but it's all right. See, my Twitter's kind of lagging. And then my Tumblr and my YouTube, Lord have mercy yeah it needs work but it's getting there don't worry don't worry and the what was I gonna say the blog is coming sooner than soon that's like all I'm gonna say right now but it is actually coming sooner than soon like sooner than soon it's in progress like before I was just chatting but right now it's actually tap 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 in the works so, yeah, it's coming soon. And then I'm just going to constantly talk about it when it's up, aren't I? So, uh, yeah, you know what you can also do? You can send me a voice note, you know, on the Anchor app. I don't know if you knew that already, but um, you can actually do that. If you download the Anchor app, then you can send a voice note. Ta-da! And then I'll feature it in the show if you like. If it's relevant, you know, if you're sending me a voice note to just cuss and carry on, then maybe not. Only if it's relevant. I'll take the cussing too, if it's relevant. So anyway, on the next episode, I am interviewing another one of my still band friends, actually. Her name is Kay. 
she uh, packed up her belongings and left the big smoke of London City to teach in Dubai. Three years later, she's still there. So I'm going to be talking to her in the next episode about life in Dubai. And yeah, what's it like teaching some privileged kids um, in the desert? So yeah, see you next time on the Hot Foot Wrong podcast. Thank you so much for listening. And yeah, we shall meet again. Ooh, I almost forgot. Be sure to follow Tammy at Tammy Lynn Saunders. So that's spelled T-A-M-M-Y-L-H-Y-N-S-A-U-N-D-E-R-S. Um, Facebook and Instagram, Tammy Lynn Saunders. Thanks. You know it's the end when you hear this quote. Those who roam are not always lost. Keep roaming, people. Take care.